millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. This is Yowie Central. Welcome to the show. You're listening to 94.9 Main FM and you're with Sarah Bignall. This is the community radio show where we bring you the latest on Yowie Research in Australia and we explore the fascinating realm of Bigfoot, Sasquatch and cryptozoology from here and around the world. We go into all sorts of mysterious, weird phenomena, paranormal encounters and UFO sightings, you name it. And this is a community radio show, which means you're all part of this Yowie Central and the Main FM community. You're all welcome to contact me if you've had a Yowie encounter or you've had freaky paranormal experiences in the bush or at home, but with orbs, UFOs or anything else kooky and spooky. Get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group if you have a story to share. This week, we have part two of the enthralling conversation I had last week with Joel and we're going into more depth about the powerful being, the Junjadi, that Joel was given to help him get rid of a negative attachment that he'd inadvertently picked up. We're also talking demon hunting, ETs, UFOs, dogman, and so much more. We left off last week when Joel was telling us about Brownie, the Junjadi that he was given. So I'll play just the last few minutes of last week so you get the context. Here's Joel. After that, I remember seeing him come through again in dreams, but he'd always come through as like a younger Aboriginal guy with blue eyes, or he started to shame me. He was like shape-shifting and shaming. He was appearing as like different um, beings, more or less, but the same. He didn't look as old. I never really seen him so much like 3D as you, like me standing there looking at someone. I always seen him with my like through my third eye, which is really sucks. I wish you could film it because it's just awesome, like mm-hmm. the stuff you see with it. Jasmine was always going, Dad, there's a wizard man, wizard man, wizard man. So I rang the lady up and said, oh, Jasmine's getting scared. She said, just tell him he can only show himself to her outside the house. 
So I started to say to him, I used to just go up and start talking to him like he was there, saying, you got to stop, you got to stop doing this. So eventually he calmed down and it stopped. After that, we went, I remember then we were getting, we were going on a holiday. So this was very, only a few weeks after he was there. And immediately, um, there was always bangs and stuff, I remember. Like, I'd start to go to sleep, and I'd ask the lady, I said, what does it mean when there's bangs? And she said, oh, that means he's watching, he's protecting, he's banging the, the walls. I was like, okay. So um, we went down to Anna Bay, and there was something in that house there. It was like a demon or something. It was like an Airbnb. It was like next to, like, this Aboriginal, I don't know if it was like a graveyard or it was, like, all, like, sectioned off. And um, it was like a sacred area, and you went to go in there. But this house was only like a, just up the road from it a little bit. And I don't know if it was linked towards that. But anyway, when we were in this house, there was something in there because it was a big open house, and um, I could hear all the switches. Or me and my partner could hear all the switches turning on and off, but there was no lights turning on and off. But you hear that sound of light switch makes when it switches on. We could hear that. And I thought, oh, that's spiritual activity straight away. And I could hear things. We could hear something running up and down the stairs really quick. I could hear um, all the bowls in the cupboards, like, I don't know, rattling, like vibrating and rattling. And the oven was turning itself off. The TV was turning itself on and off. This house was just active as. And I don't know if it was just because they followed us from the other house or whether or not it was in there. But I believe that was in there because Kristen said that she could see spirit with a needle in its hand and um i could actually feel something jamming a needle into me ah. it felt awful i rang this lady up and i said oh, i don't really want to say their names just out of i don't know respect um this couple but, that's okay um, that's fine i said look there's something here and i said i think Brownie might be trying to catch it or it might be Brownie or I actually said to her, I said, look, since Brownie's been here, it's too much. It's just all this intense stuff's happening and it's just, it's way too much for me. Like I, I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. And I think, I don't know if she took offense to it or not. I've got a feeling that she may, uh, I don't know if she took offense or not, but um, she basically didn't say anything to react to as if she was offended, but they'd give me this gift, so I didn't really want to be disrespectful in, in that. Yeah. But at the same time, I was just telling them what my issues were. But she ended up coming back and saying, oh, don't, don't worry, it's not him. It's the demon attachment you have. And I was like, he's trying to catch it, but he's not fast enough on his own. Because um, I could see these gold flashes and stuff in the house. Like I would see this being come up and it would turn like gold, and then it would just disappear like this like gold light and to just vanish seeing all this weird stuff happen and um i remember going up to my sister's house because she didn't live far away and i went there with jazz when we were just sitting down in the lounge room she was playing like there was this cupboard in there and it started to rock and jazzy's going daddy daddy wizard man wizard man jazzy's scared and um i was like oh shit so at this stage this lady had told me we're going to send more of them down. We're going to catch it, this thing. I was like, okay. And um, I remember going out the back and I sat down out there for a bit just to get some fresh air. And then the cupboard out there started to rock. So I think it must have been this demon thing doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, when I went back inside, she said to me, just sit down. She just started texting me and sit still because uh, my husband's here and we're going to send them down. Yeah, they sent them down, and I didn't see anything or feel anything at that point. But she just said, "Okay, they've gone now. We've got him. We've got him." Oh wow! And, and he's really and he's really fast. So they, sent, said, they sent the posse down, the crew. They sent the strongest one down to catch back up with Brownie again because they used used to go in groups to catch. They used to catch spirits in groups more and work together. That's how they'd work. And um, they've got, like, this cage that's out west, and they take the spirits there and lock it in this cage. And I think this cage is not actually a cage that, that you can see. It's just like a something that's that they trap the spirits yeah. into. Yeah. 
I said to Kristen, we've got to get out of that house. I don't want to stay there. And she start, wanted to stay there. She was sort of getting drawn into this energy. Because the, the night before that I went to my sister's, I'd seen three black beings at, at the end of the bed, like three spirits. There was three of them there. And I was like, far out, this house is just full on. We ended up, yeah, leaving there. And on the way home, I'd seen Nick and uh, he lived at Ballina. But um, I was freaked out then for a few months. Um, and I'd even said to her, I rang this lady and I said, look, I'm, I said, I'm, struggling that much i said i think i want to start taking medication again and um, i said because i'm just not dealing with this that's going on mm. and she said to me oh she actually got offended by that a little bit not super but she just not offended i shouldn't say that word she uh this she said that's the wrong choice um but i started to and then she sort of said well you don't need um another thing they gave me with these grounding sticks so they actually hook into your leg and actually ground down into the earth so you can you can channel the earth's energy. So she gave me these grounding sticks. When she said that, I just thought, oh, anyway, I thought she was going to take brownie or something then or he was going to leave. That's what I was thinking. I think it was that stage we started to move. But when I started talking to Nick, he said, no, Brownie's still there with you. And um, he was like channeling you. And Jasmine would say to me a few times, Daddy, um, Brownie. I remember we were down at Bunnings one day. And she goes, Daddy, there's Brownie. And um, oh, we'd be in a car and she'd turn around. She goes, oh, hello, Brownie. She'd say that. So she could see him. So, um, but you I couldn't was see like, him. No, I couldn't see him in the 3D because, like, oh, you, you could through your, your 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 third eye. Yeah, sometimes I can see things in me 3D. I not as much as I used to when I was younger. I think I I can like I I have experienced it with that that Yowie. I don't know if they're interdimensional or not, but I seen that one that night mm. that morning. But um, yeah, I can see him in the corner of my eyes, but predominantly. Uh, so I had some training done by a guy that does astral traveling. And after I'd done that, I started to really be able to tap in and then I could see him more and more on the guides with Brownie. Um, I, I didn't see him, but yeah, he was still there. This lady had sort of stopped talking to me then, uh, but they sort of just drifted off. That's just, I think the type of people are, they moved away somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But um, she did tell me that Brownie was from Arnhem Land. And I think that's where Nick, some of Nick's um, family's from. So when we'd sort of moved over to this place, we bought this house. And um, I was talking to Colleen. I said, how do I stop all this stuff happening? Because I remember this portal opened because I was just, it was like the house was sort of like a, a like a gateway or something for spirits. So I just always, you could hear him walking through the house just randomly CDs getting knocked off the, even when Brandy had sort of was with us, it was still occurring. Right. And, um, and Nick said, Oh, there's a portal there. And he said, I'll close it. And I remember I was like, okay. And as soon as he did that, it just all stopped. And Colleen said to me, this was the psychic that I met many years ago as the first lady that I'd started talking to about this sort of stuff. She said to me, you need to get your own house and start to, she said it'll be a lot easier for you. So when we come here, there was something in here for a while, for a bit, and it was turning the oven on and off. And I said, and Nick um, cleared that for me, and he said, um, he, it's getting to a stage now you're going to have to start clearing them yourself. He said, you can do it with Brownie. I sort of didn't really believe it too much. So, but yeah, that's what he sort of said. I was like, okay. Yeah, I just started to go and start. If there was something around, I would just start to go and meditate and um, literally astral project and go with Brownie and we'd catch it. And then I know this sounds out there. Um, Most people probably wouldn't believe it, but this is what we're doing. So I'd astral project and go with him and then we'd take this down and lock this thing in this cage like he would guide me there. I'd just go with him, but it's like he wasn't quick enough on his own or he could do it on his own, but sometimes he needed help. So I just started helping. So Um, how do you – so 
All right, this might be a conversation for another time, and I want to go into that astral traveling and how do you how do you go about chasing a demon down? Uh, well, I started to um, read some Toltec shamanic books. That's more or less a lot of the shamanic stuff. There's like spiritual warfare. It's not really Aboriginal Australian, but it's hard to sort of. Like a lot of the shamanic people will tell you that the, the helping spirits will actually train the shaman more so than people do. It's it's a lot to do with the drumming. So I'd just start to listen to drumming tracks, drumming, 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 and I'd just sit there till I could start to remote view and then I'd go and we'd just grab this thing, whatever it was, um, and then we'd just take it away and lock it up. And I just remember when these things would keep coming into the house um, I remember sitting in, in my room and seeing these two demonic, think like weird looking creatures at the end of my bed. And um, they were looking, they looked really evil. I asked them to go a few times. I said, you just have to leave like out loud. And they just kept coming back. And I can remember if you get into the theta state. So what he taught, taught me was, was if you get up in the middle of the night, if you go to the toilet or whatever, when you get back down, as soon as you fall back to sleep again, you'll get into that lucid state, like early in the morning. It happens really quickly. So as soon as you get in that lucid state, you've got to be aware that you're you're actually awake in your double, like say your dreaming body. So once you're in your dreaming body, then you can start to see and you can actually take control and you can look down, you can see your hands and you can move your hands backwards and forwards and see them. So every time you fall asleep, you're astral project every night. And a lot of people don't know that. I'd basically consciously know that I was in a dream. But at the same time, I was like willing myself to do this. I thought, I've got to do this. So, yeah, the one that was just banging hard in this house and turning the TV on and off in this particular house, that's the one that we got. And we also got this other couple over here as well because when we locked them up, I remember when I'd go to sleep that night and I'd lay and I'd start to get in that theater state, I could hear them screaming because they were in the cage. I, we tried to pass them over and they just, or we, they wouldn't go and they were starting to attack and suck my energy. So Kristen could feel in there as well. So that's why I said, oh, we're going to trap them. And then after that, I started to see more ET stuff. So I'd walk out of the bathroom and I seen this weird looking or what you would describe a reptilian. I could actually see it, like not in the third, not not with my third eye, but I could physically see this outline thing. Right. And it was quite tall, and it, it hovered above me as well, parallel that night. And um, so I helped, like Brownie helped me catch that as well, and we got it. And I started to do healings then as well. So just on a few people I know, we'd, I would I've, look to be honest with you. I could tell you probably it's more than just him. I've seen heaps like um, blonde hair, blue eyed ladies, um, a lot of like what they'd probably call um, Pleiadian looking ones. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she would be in the room, and uh, she was like healing with me. Like one of my friends was going through a hard time. And I said, "Well, do you give me permission to do a healing?" He said, "Yeah." And so the way we do that was. She would go over, and I think Brownie was helping as well, but the, would pull the negative energy out of his body and it would come through me, and then I'd channel it back through the ground, and then it'd sort of filter back through the ground and then come back up, and then I would then send him back the clean energy. Mm. But then I, I was a little bit inexperienced with doing this at first because I would start to feel sick for a little bit. Yeah. That means I wasn't grounding properly, so I had to like do longer meditations. And um, since then, I've sort of I've learnt that people can heal themselves, you know. So that's the problem. Everyone's a healer; they just got to learn how to heal themselves. So I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm perfect in any way at all either. Mm-hmm. And my life's perfect. It's just actually it's probably quite difficult most of the time. I can't really explain in a short amount of time why, but. Another, an awesome thing that happened with Brownie was just before the lock, the first um, time they locked down up here or they put the restrictions in, we went out to this um, creek, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's right out the back west. Well, it's around Boyne Valley, Boyne Calliope, and it's 
you've got to go through all these really rocky areas to get to this water hole and it's like a swimming area. And we went up there one day. We were swimming there for a few hours and then um, ended up coming home. I felt very grounded that night. And then when I come, when I laid down in bed and then I just closed my eyes and then rolled over and then I could see Brownie sitting next to the bed and he was as a teenager looking mm-hmm. guy with his blue eyes and all that. And um, he just sat there not smiling but just nodded his head and acknowledged. So usually guys, when you see him, they'll acknowledge. Like they'll usually wave when you first go into that theatre, they'll wave or if they've got a hat on, they'll take their hat off and sort of mm-hmm. – give you a gesture to say hi. So that's the, you know, the, and you can feel their good energy. And um, he was there and then he turned around and looked out the door and sort of nodded his head. And so I turned around and looked and there was um, this girl, it was like a young girl with him and she had Bob, Aboriginal girl, and she had Bob, like a Bob haircut that sort of went down to her shoulders. And um, she was sitting there smiling, like waving at me really frantically. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I just thought, oh, well, Brownie must have a girlfriend now. <laughs> That's what I kind of figured. I thought he's got someone with him. And Jasmine's actually said it to me a few times, Daddy, Brady, Brownie's got a girlfriend. Oh, my God, that is so gorgeous. I love yeah. that. I love that. <laughs> and, um, she did tell me her name the other day, and I can't remember now because I've been busy, but she, her name is, I can't remember what it was, but she said, Brownie has got a girlfriend. And I was like, yes, I know. I've seen her. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Joel on Yowie Central on 94.9 Main FM. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Bodie's really good too, so he sees a lot of ghosts and stuff in the house. And um, I remember seeing a guy um, that had like a oh, – I actually, I was going down the stairs and then Bodie said, i just seen a guy walk behind you and he had like a baseball shirt on and a hat. He looked like a baseball player. I was like, really? So I believed him straight away. Yeah. And then it must have been a couple of nights later, sure enough, I was seeing him in the room and he had like a baseball shirt on and a cat. And I thought – and he nodded. But So, yeah – that there's been a lot like that, but a lot of ET. So um, I've seen this. Oh, it was like a blue coloured um, little. Oh, how do I explain it? He was like a little gnome sort of being, and blue skin, and he was literally sitting right next to me. So I was sort of in that lucid state but looking at him he's standing there talking to me in this other language and I just could not understand a word he was saying and I thought well he's trying to tell me something but I don't I don't understand it so maybe I'm still maybe learning I don't know maybe having a bit of difficulty like with the communication side of it sometimes or whether or not they're just trying to connect somehow but I'm not getting the whole picture other times I see like tall weird dog sort of beings with big ears what, like, a, like a dog man, werewolf kind of creature? No, no, no. Well, that's another one. I've seen a werewolf, dog man. But no, this fellow was like tall and he was standing right next to the bed and he was had big ears and a blue colour. Like it looked like a an ET. Like it, they're definitely not, not from um, this earth, whatever it is, or it could be here on the mentions like whatever he was but he didn't talk 
I've had like like witch looking ladies with really blue eyes just yelling at me. Right. So I'm probably doing something that frustrates them. Right. And they're just going like totally yelling at me. I've had that. Yeah, going back to the wolf dog man, I seen one of them when I was at mum and dad's and I was staying there for a little bit in 2014. I was laying on the bed and I used to wake up in the middle of the night and look at the end of bed and I thought, that looks like a wolf. What the hell? Oh, I'm seeing things. And I just go back to sleep. But I'd see it over and over, this wolf at the end of my bed, but it was like not – it was dark in there, but I could literally see the figure and I thought, oh, I'm probably seeing things here. And then, but at that same time, he, I was looking at it. I heard footsteps come through the room and I walk into the door and I, I looked to the right and there was my grandfather standing there looking at me through the door. But I actually heard that. So right. I heard it first and then I turned around and then I seen, I seen him, but that wasn't, um, I wasn't on that theta state then. I was actually awake. Right. So that, that was the wolf type man. So what was the so you reckon it how was it connected to your grandfather? No idea, but if well, I've heard of the Wolfman stuff you have been talking about a bit lately. I haven't seen anything like that but out in the bush or anything, but if you look up like shamanic journey and stuff like that, everyone's got like power animals, so if you go like on that they call it a shamanic journey, which is like astral projection more or less. Actually it's probably a bit different. People classify these things differently, but you have like a power animal, which is like a someone that's like a guide that comes through as an animal. Okay. So I believe it was a power, like a power animal type thing. That's what just from the books I've been reading of late, and they talk a lot about power animals. Yeah, then my grandfather come through as well. Whether or not, I, I don't believe he was shape like it was shape shifting. So some spirits, as they call them, familiars which will basically look come in and they could be something else, but actually shape-shifting to someone to make you believe that it's them. But I don't believe it was one of those because the energy that I felt from him was sort of like when he was alive. It's all energy-related, so feelings and energy, like when you have that spirit in the room or whatever it is you're experiencing, the yaoi or obviously if you're in a state of fear... I guess the other person will pick up on that as well and be in a state of or could potentially be in a state of fear. Mm. But if you're sort of relaxed when it happens, you'll get a better feeling of what it is, if it's good or bad. So, um, yeah, that was a good experience. Um, probably with the, the coolest experience I've had with an astral projection was I was on another planet. Cool. Wow. I was actually in, I was actually swimming in like an ocean and I was looking up and I, I think what happened was I started into a lucid dream, um, which is what Penny taught me to do. So I started in a lucid, but then projected. I looked up and there was a giant being there and it was probably this thing looked like it was 500 meters tall. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was massive. and um, It was looking down, staring it straight at me and it had, um, like a big blue, it looked like like a superhero type clothes on with like a red symbol on his chest with all these blue sort of tight clothes and he was very like muscular and he was really high but I remember him looking down at me and and because he was so big I got scared but I think I realised then he was was actually good but to get out of his way I remember I've got to move and I sort of put like accelerated um to sort of, I wheeled myself to sort of move, but I could actually feel the water. And I was going through the water, like laying on my back while I was looking towards him, not watching where I was going. But I was going through the water. It felt like over 300 kilometers an hour. Like it, it felt like I was just shot out of a cannon. Right. It was that fast, <laughs> um, which is what the projection's like. And then I stopped and then looked over and I couldn't see him anymore. And then I woke up and I was like, holy shit. So I wrote that one or that whole experience down because that was the best one I've had, I think. Yeah, wow. But um, wasn't, something else happened. So I used to see an ET a lot in meditation. He was always in the room. He was a real little being. And he was quite healing 
Um, he used to sort of come through a lot. But it must have been um, a few months ago I had a bad day and I was stressed. It wasn't it wasn't going well. And I, it was just because I was doing been doing so many hours, I think, and not, I haven't had the right work-life balance. I've come home and Kristen knew that I was stressed. But I laid down, but the funny, I had a bath and I just done some of the drumming stuff and I started to meditate in there just to a point where I was relaxed and then I stopped. And I come in and laid down in bed and then straight away I seen an ET next to my bed and it had these big wide um, like um, eyes that were like a dark, like a greeny, misty colour green. Actually, one of them, the first one was on the left side of me and it was looking down at me and it was blue. with like It looked like a little grey or it might have been something different. I'm not sure what species it was. And then um, I woke up straight away. I was like, oh, shit, there's a ET there. That's interesting. And then I rolled over to the right and then I shut my eyes and immediately started to go into this theta state. Then I looked back and then there was one standing at the door. Right. And then this time I didn't I didn't get scared. I just looked at it. And then next thing you know, I uh, was standing out the front of the house. So I was looking down and I was out on the road. There was these two big... Um, balls of light down the road in front of the house down the road and they were probably oh, probably five metres round each and the front of the house down the road down and they were glowing really bright. I was just standing there looking at them and this was probably happening, going on for a few minutes and then all of a sudden I woke up and as I woke up the whole I seen all the um, the roof was all turned to light like the whole ceiling in my bedroom was all light and then it just went bang and it just sort of all closed up. So I feel that was sort of like some sort of healing thing from them. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it was an abduction. Um, some people would probably see it that way because I didn't actually go into a, a ship as such. I was just watching them in their craft or whatever. I believe that may have been their craft down the road and I was just standing there looking at them. So that was pretty full on so I wrote all that stuff down as well so another thing that happens I'll tell you now is this is more shamanic stuff the shamanic stuff is quite broad but I'm starting I'm starting to piece together what actually happens so if someone for instance if you have an altercation with someone or not so much an altercation but if you set a boundary with someone that's all you have to do that's enough to piss people off straight away as you know so mm -hmm. You just go, no, I'm not doing that, and draw the line. If that person is unaware of how energy works or anything like that, or they potentially have an attachment, that attachment will come to come to you. It comes for me. So I was renting out a house. Oh, sorry, it was a. I've got an industrial building, and I was renting it to a lady. I was being quite reasonable, I believe, but something happened it wasn't really that major and i just i basically said no i'm not i'm not doing that um i sort of think i've been quite fair she was just trying to take i don't know take the piss more or less yeah. and i set a boundary with her and anyway it must have been that night i come home i was laying in the bed kristen's like oh i can feel something around like um and i sort of woke up and i was sort of sitting laying in my bed and um and we heard the the sliding door downstairs slide open. We heard it sort of creep, like pull open. Just we could hear it roll back. It's like, oh, that's the door opening. I think I heard the skateboard or something downstairs roll on the concrete because we've heard drums and stuff playing down there and everything. It's <laughs> um, we've had a fair bit of noises down there at times. But this thing come in and um. Just I was sort of still half asleep and something clear as day in what you said, um, business lady. It said business lady really loud. Like I wasn't even thinking it. It just said it to me. And I was like, oh, that's something to do with that lady today. I've upset her. Oh, right, yeah. And so she's come through and she's um, floated. We've seen this black shadow float through the floor and then come up into the room. I think I just said to it, get out sort of left immediately and I got up and uh, went downstairs. All the lights were on downstairs. Just as I went 
around to the back door, this bat flew out of the tree and flew straight. Like I was near the door and actually flew straight at my head and went bang into my head and then flew away. Yeah, right. So I thought yeah. that was it. It was in the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I, which is like what they call deer, well, they'd call it like a deer blero uh-huh. um, in Mexico. But yep. I, so I was like, oh, anyway, she's got, this lady's got an attachment. Like I knew straight away then. So the next day, I just done a lot of meditation and yeah, sure enough, it come back again. This time I was ready and I'd done some meditation, went with Brandy and we grabbed it and off we went and we trapped it because I was obviously negative. And um, I remember I went and seen her again. It wasn't long after and she was nice as pie to me, this lady. But like her whole, she went from totally hating me because she was in there when I bought the shed. She loved, like she never really liked me thought she owned the place sort of thing from get-go yeah. i just tried to stay out of her hair i hope she doesn't listen to any of the podcasts but anyway <laughs> yeah she she um she was really nice to me after that and i don't think she had any awareness at all so that was another thing so i've sort of we've picked that up from different people as well when there's alcohol involved or something like that on a weekend if someone's got something or they're annoyed with you i'll sit at home and drink you, you can get attachments more when you're drinking and stuff like that. Oh, right. And then they all project that onto you. So that'll actually come to your house. And generally you'll know, you'll just feel the yucky energy and you'll see something will happen like just a bang, just generally a loud bang or footsteps or a door or, and it'll happen over consecutive nights. You know, straight away, but it's, Sometimes I'd like I always still go no that's not a ghost that's something else like sometimes it is like when it happens all the time it's you still got to go oh hang on now that's just the wind you know or that's just this or that's just that so you sort of got to put you put that out there first but because I feel them I just know straight away now if, it, if it's something or not yeah. so I can just pick up on it immediately so can Kristen and the kids but you still sort of have to sort of judge it to an extent. Yeah, it'll happen for a few nights and then you know, oh yeah, there's something in the house. You're listening to Joel on Yowie Central on 94.9 Main FM. I think I started to get interested in the, when I started doing more and more research on the little fellas, the Junjadis, that's when Kristen reckons I've had the obsession with Yowies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from then. So I'm still trying to piece that together because I think the ones, you know, that are still living on this earth or whatever, I, I don't know if some of the videos I've watched from what some people are saying is they're actually interdimensional yeah, and they can, mm-hmm. they can appear and then go again. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. And um, so, Which would explain why we don't find dead bodies. We don't seem to be able to kill them or capture them. Or get yeah. them on trail cam or anything like that. Yeah, so I think what I want to work on the next few months is like, the morning that I went out there um, and that happened to me, I haven't been game to go back that early again on my own. don't know why. I just like freaked me out a bit. Oh, so tell me tell me about that again. So Bodie told me a few years ago, because Bodie's had seen heaps of stuff, that there's a, diff- a few different places we go to around here that are very really nice areas like that are sort of very natural and old and ancient sort of areas where the trees haven't been touched and they, they might be they may be old aboriginal burial areas or something like that i don't know um but too much detail about the area because i wasn't brought up here but i know the areas to go to that have good energy because i can feel it in the ground because i go there to do grounding and when I do meditation i can feel that the energy comes through the earth. When they were walking Jasmine down there, Bodhi said he seen one stick his head out behind the tree and it had orange-red colour eyes and look at him. And he said it was a Bigfoot. He'd say it was a yow. He said, I've seen a Bigfoot. And it must have been, it was a few years ago now, and it was when they were going down a track at Canoe Point. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I never really thought a lot of it. And I thought maybe he's just making it up. I don't know. 
But because he experienced so much over the years, I still believed him, still gave him confidence because I didn't want his third eye or whatever his intuition to shut down. Mm. And then he spotted another one and he said, this time it was like behind a tree and it stuck its leg out and then like poked around the corner and looked at him. And this was in broad daylight and I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I thought there's definitely something there. So I said to Batty, we should start doing Yowie investigations at Canoe Point. He was like, yeah, righto. So he's got this little Yowie knocking stick. And, um, yeah, we went out there a few times just as it got dark and we'd go into the bush and sometimes we'd take, we'd walk the wrong way or something and it would be pitch black and we're going through there. And I'd always be recording. Had my voice recorder on as well, but I think I was picking up spiritual activity going through there as well. I don't know if it was off Indigenous stuff because I was always looking down and um, I've got this app that records and it actually says, what did it say? Um, it said, take a video. When I was going through there, I wasn't saying anything. It just came up on your screen, take a video. So I put the video on straight away and we're walking through. But we heard um, a few things, but we never really picked up on anything that night. It was probably a year before that. We were over the other side of Canoe Point and we went through this bush track to go to the beach. It was New Year's Eve, I think 2018, going to 2019. When I went back through the bush, I could feel something in there. So I had to go back to the car and then I went back down and I said to them, I said, oh, there's something, there's a spirit or something in the bush because I could feel it. And as we were going back to the car, like there was this tree, it was probably about, 30 metres away, this massive big branch just snapped straight off and then fell down. <laughs> and we're like, holy shit. So we thought that, that was something. The same beach, Kristen took a photo of a UFO. Mm. She, we've got it, but she won't let me share it. Aww. So I'll, I'll leave that up for her to do that when she wants to, but it's pretty cool. Do you think she um, – I'd love to talk to her too if she, if she wants yeah, to talk she'll to me. Talk. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah she'll talk. That would be great. Um, Wow, there's so much going on for you. I'm, I, it's absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm very impressed, and uh, yeah, can only imagine all that stuff going on for you. It's be quite bewildering at times, I would imagine. Yeah, well, um, when me and another guy at work were going for walks there in the morning because I used to get on the boat at five thirty, so I had to be back by. I don't know. I was on the boat by six thirty. I had to be back here by six o'clock to drop the dog off from the beach. One morning I went on my own. It was the 18th of March. Dan couldn't come with me, my friend, and um, we weren't really, yeah, we investigating. We were just going for walks. We were going straight to the car park, straight through the barbecue area. We weren't going through the bush areas and all that, which runs up to the point, and just straight onto the beach. We'd just do a lap and then go. It was like a grounding thing we'd do. The morning I went on my own, I got out of the car and as soon as I walked into that barbecue area and I just thought, holy shit, it's really dark. And I just thought it's a lot darker than usual because it was it was getting, the days were getting short really fast at that, around that March period. It was also overcast. It must have been a new moon or something as well because usually if you, as soon as you go out on that beach, you can see really clearly and I couldn't see anything. But as soon as I walked into that barbecue area where there's all these trees around, that's when I could smell something in there, and I just thought, oh, it smells like dogs being urinating on the trees or something like that because there's a lot of dogs that go walking on that beach. That's what I initially thought. But as I kept walking further, like, like every few metres, I could smell the smell was getting stronger and stronger, and then I thought, that doesn't really smell like urine. It smells a bit like BO, just reeked, which I thought was quite... Um, I just thought, oh, and then, and that's when it sort of occurred to me. I thought I, I sort of had that feeling then going on that I have when I can this I can feel something around me. Intuition was kicking in, going, oh, yowie, or some or spirit, something like spiritual thing was going on around me. I could just start to I was like tapped into something. I could feel the energy as I kept going forward. That's when I seen the black figure behind a tree turn around and run off. It, it ran off to the south, but it was moving. It ran really quick, but it was quite tall. I stopped, and um, when I looked down, Jasper, 
I'll look down. I could only because I could just have see see it from the lights coming through from the car park because there's street lights there, and I could see Jasper and he was watching it as well. And honestly, the first the first time when I seen him, I never really thought that much. I just thought, oh, that's bizarre. I was still I don't know if I was half asleep. I'd or I'd realised that I'd spotted something, and I could see this it had big shoulders and it was running. But I couldn't. I didn't actually see any eyes, so I didn't really think. I wasn't really sure if it was a yowie at, at that point until I got down to the stairs, and that's when we got down to the stairs. I realised they they were in the area because that's when I heard the the machine thumps down in the bush, just off to the left where we mean Beatty would go walking where he spotted one, and it was just like I thought, is that like a roo or something? Or and I thought, no, it's way too loud. Like it, it was loud. And um, whatever was slamming the ground in there was loud and it was breaking branches as well. And I didn't hear any grunting or anything, but Jasper was just standing there just like frozen. And he was just looking down there. And we were both looking down there. I couldn't see any eyes. I had my mobile on me, but oh, not for one second did I think to record. Because usually when I go in to record, I usually prep all that and get that going first. Or if I'm going to take photos, I'll have it there ready to go. But I just never even thought about it. That's a pretty common a common reaction. <laughs> yeah, so crazily enough, I just thought, oh, we're going to go down to the beach still. So I went down the stairs and um, I was looking in there. I was scared, but I wasn't. And um, as I went down to the uh, beach more, well, Jasper was off the lead and I could just see the sand. It was sort of must have been about 440 at that point and I could see him and he was always floating up around that edge and I kept calling him back but he wouldn't come back <laughs> he was like I think he wanted to go in there um, but he was intrigued as well so um, I ended up walking up there and I thought oh it's not going to be bright for probably another hour yet when I went back up there I actually got into a meditative state and actually seeing because when I get in the meditative state I'll see Brownie's blue eyes come straight up and I could see his eyes and I just asked for his protection so whatever it is can you help protect and then I just had the confidence then straight away so I just walked back up to to the entrance to go back up to the barbecue area and up the stairs but as soon as we were walking back up the stairs all the same noises went again and so we stood there and looked down there for about oh must have been about 10 seconds but at that point i just said let's go mate and we ended up running back to the car <laughs> so we basically ran then but ever since then he as soon as we go down there he we walk past that spot he's always looking after that i went into the area must have been on the the first day i had off me and buddy went in there and walked around we couldn't see anything couldn't see any footprints or nothing i just thought oh so we, we started looking further and we went up further. It would probably be about another 100 metres north through the bush. I walked into this tree and it's like, it's, it's really, the trees in there are so different. It's hard to explain. But it's had like these vines coming down and I've I, I seen something in peculiar because the branch had snapped off and it looked like it had fell down and caught in the vines. But it was up like it probably, I'm six foot three, so it was probably... Oh, I had to reach my hands up quite high to actually reach this branch. But then when I looked at it, I could see knots tied in the vines, like someone had actually grabbed it and tied a knot in it. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I thought, that's something. I thought, oh, anyone could have done that. I thought, it is up quite high. But Beatty said, yeah, someone's tied that up. He said, that hasn't just fell down. And then when we went around the corner, I seen a golf ball sitting on the ground. I thought, oh, someone must have kid must have had a golf ball in here but that's when we spotted all the footprints so i went further in and all in the sand in there there's we found a whole heap of footprints in there and they were big so when i put my foot in there i've got photos of them but i could actually feel like an arch and um sort of taking photos of them with this camera it doesn't really it wasn't as good as looking at them but that's so i got Beatty to sort of put his hand at the end and you can actually see where the, the print is and all the sands dispersed around it and they were not a bit 
are actually feet. Mm-hmm. So that's when I sort of thought, oh, well, there's possibly, could be. I wasn't still 100% sure, but there was still something inside me that sort of felt, oh, that's possibly a yowie. And I also found over the other side, when I went in there one day, a whole heap of twigs in there, and there's a massive pile of them. I don't know. I thought, who the hell would break all these off? And I'm sure I got a photo of it. But right in the bush, someone had gone in there and snapped off these twigs, and they built up this pile that was about a metre high and a metre round, and it was just stacked right up. And I just thought, well, the council wouldn't go in here. And I don't think a kid or someone, unless they were building a fire, I I don't know, but that was pretty bizarre as well. It sounds like a lot of sticks. Well, whoever did it, it would have took them a long time. It was really neat. It wasn't like something you'd put together for a fire because people would put that small sticks down first, then big sticks. Mm, And you're not allowed to start fires in that area anyway, I don't think. Yeah, it was like up, and that was quite bizarre as well. I just thought, oh, that's something a bit different. But I've been thinking... um, probably the last couple of weeks of trying to do some more stronger, like I'll do some more meditations and grounding down there, but maybe going at other different times. Cause we, we went back there again after that and we went North and when we went into the bush area there, we, we heard wood knocks and they were loud and they were probably about a hundred meters away. And they were like, bang, 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 bang. And, when I said to Beatty, I said, well, no one's up there banging on a boat or anything. I said, that's like in the bush. But that's not out at sea. And we heard that. And then there was two owls that flew down and landed on over the top of us and were just staring at us. Yeah, <laughs> that right. Was, uh-huh. That was pretty good. But, yeah. yeah, so that's a good area, that one. And what I want to do is do some um, meditations and stuff there and possibly try to see if I can connect. I don't know if I can, but maybe put my focus or intention towards connecting, trying to connect with them through meditation. And I've started doing that. And I know that Gary from the AYR team from out from my team meditates a lot. Um, And he's seen, he's seen ET like creatures and very spiritual man as well. Um, Yeah. I've chatted to him a little bit. Oh, have you? Oh, cool. Yeah. He's he's yeah. Yeah. I'm friends with him now. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. On Facebook. So, so he would have heard, while you've been talking to me quite a few times, it's popped through my head. Oh, my God, Gary would love to talk to this guy. Um, I've, I've chatted to him a little bit, but he said he's always busy doing the um, um, answering all the messages. So Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm generally always busy as well. But, yeah, he, yeah he's, he's told me a fair bit of stuff about um, the ETs, and I've seen him posting it up um, some of the pages. Yeah. He's into the CE5 and that. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. The CE5. Uh, Somebody mentioned that to me the other day. That's something I need to look into. It's quite bizarre for uh, – well, Kristen's done the CE5 and they had the craft come over and I think that was in one of Cade's um, episodes, but it was a friend that was interviewed. It wasn't oh, Kristen. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's had quite a few. But, yeah, she's quite psychic as well. Yeah, it's for us, like, it. the last few years it's just been trying to – basically clear the houses and keep the house cleared and just focus on I've sort of turned more to the shamanic stuff I've just been doing a lot of studying on that which all sort of ties in with it as well yeah that sounds absolutely fascinating I've absolutely loved talking to you thank you so much for for reaching out to to me I I really really appreciate it (laughs) I'm fascinated by the junge, by by brownie and the trapping of the spirits. And I haven't told you about the Aboriginal guy who talked to me about his his grandfather was gifted seven Junjadis, Aboriginal okay. fella. So I don't have time to tell you about it now, but I'd love to tell you about it. At the moment, I work at an LNG plant. That's really not my calling, but I find it interesting um, with the shamanic stuff. I've been learning on how to deal with people and. Um, help people as well i've sort of been using it for that i'd sort of like to do more of the tuning car tuning stuff but again it's been harder for me the last cup to focus on the tuning more so the last couple of years because i've been so which i was channeling a lot of that to tuning cars the computers the stuff was just coming i did stuff just comes through to me all these numbers yeah right and i just punch them in 
and that was like one of me guides telling me what to do. Like, <laughs> that is cool. So, You've yeah, got help like, during exams and things. <laughs> so, yeah, that was channeling. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but I've, the, the last couple, few, six months, I've just been struggling with the point, the fact that I, I, I feel like a lot of the people I or deal with are like very egoic or just not on the same wavelength as me. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's sort of been hard to sort of, try and prevent yourself from being dragged into that. Oh, I hear you. I, t- I um, totally hear you on that one. So um, I sort of want to try and focus on that more spiritual-based stuff more so than getting dragged down with that, but that's just life, I guess. Yeah, So I'm hearing you. Thank yeah, you so well, much for sharing. I, I feel really honoured that you've shared me shared with me all of this amazing, fascinating information. Yeah, I've been happy to talk to you about it. Awesome. I feel sometimes um, people, I don't know, I, I tell most people about it, hey, and they'd spin out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they would. <laughs> and um, some, a lot of them believe me because there's a book called uh, The Boys from Binge Wanya Wanya, and that's pretty awesome. So that's like Aboriginal guys that are shamans. Is it and, the, boys um, from, yeah, in, the Boys from Binge Wanya Wanya. Binji Wanya Wanya. Yeah, it's a, it's a book about a guy that's in Sydney that was having some troubles or his boss was having some troubles with this guy and they couldn't get money out of him, so he went back and caught up with the boys from Binji Wanya Wanya <laughs> and they were like doing the bone. They were like shamans, right. medicine men, yep. and they had blue eyes. Mm-hmm. It was on ABC. They turned it into a TV show. Oh, I might check it out. But the book was in, it's really good and it's funny. But it just goes into how they go down to Sydney and um, they can't get this guy out of the building. So they start to do all their black magic on him across the road. But there's also a lot of humour sort of tied in with it as well. Awesome. Like, yeah, like they want extra money and they want longer smoko breaks and they're going to call the union. <laughs> they're real funny. <laughs> like, that sounds great. So, but uh, that it sort of goes right into the Aboriginal side of it. it doesn't talk about John Juddies and stuff, but it talks more about like their Kadacha K- uh, men. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it talks about that side of it. That was Joel. I don't know about you, but I found that absolutely fascinating. I'll be chatting to Joel again soon, so stay tuned for more Adventures of Brownie and otherworldly experiences. If you've had an encounter with a Yowie, or you've seen a ghost, or you've had a scary UFO experience or any other weird stuff, get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group. We're out of time for this week, people. Yowie Central will be back next week, same time, same place, on 94.9 Main FM. I'll catch you next week. Stay safe. Taking you out with Parry Grip and his fantastic Sasquatch song. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.